All right. Um, what's going on with the, uh, you know, the Black Lives Movement, the Black Lives Movement? Because uh, I feel that people have forgotten that we have a very big issue with the Black Lives Movement. And, and ever since, it's exactly. And people are not talking about it right now. And I know there's still some segments in my school where, you know, they, they do try and like have little meetings here and there to try and like address the issue, but I don't think it's enough. And I think it's been a total disappearance act. And it's been only chased by maybe one or two staff members at, at my school. I don't know about your school, but in my school, there's about maybe one or two staff members that are really flying the flag for the Black Lives Matter movement. I feel like, as I've said this before, I felt like this would only be a phase and mm. I was proven correctly. And to my dissatisfaction, I don't feel like the Black Lives Movement will take a strong effect in schools unless uh, we can see a big difference or big, big change in the systems and the curriculum as well. And also people that are championing it, you know? And I can only say as well that I feel like there are some black teachers or even ethnic teachers that just don't care. Uh, or care enough to actually make this a, a topic of discussion in schools. Is that unfair? It might be unfair, but I just don't feel like there are some, you know, enough black teachers that are really flying this flag. And that is really disappointing to see. So that's what's happening wow. in my school. Um, Do you feel like, sorry, James, you feel like it's been overshadowed by, obviously we're going through a pandemic, there's COVID, there's school closures, then we're in tier one, tier two, then we're in lockdown. Like, do you think that mm. all of that has just overshadowed this whole Black Lives Matter movement in schools, especially? I don't think so. I think, it's par I think partially though, I think the issue that I find is that like right now, and I agree with James in the sense that like, it's, it's, it's a phase because of what, um, and I feel like a lot of things have become a phase. The whole, yeah, we're going to, you know, concentrate on, you know, basically giving teachers their flowers. And essentially now, mm. like, that, that's basically a phase as well. It's like a lot of things have been sidelined in order to, let's just push the curriculum. Let's push kids back into classrooms. Let's make sure that, we're, that they're learning. Let's make sure we're doing this. Let's make sure we're doing that. And a lot of the bigger issues are being swallowed and absorbed in the process. And I feel like mm. that's the thing that I that I find with this academic year that's actually troubling because we had a whole six months of not being in school, of seeing all the things that was going on in the media, the pandemic, Black Lives Matter coinciding as well, like a perfect storm. And it's like, we've got so many injustices that are being done to people of colour, minority groups, but specifically people of colour. And we go back into the classroom, we go back into schools, and we're almost acting like, right, that didn't happen. Let's, let's, let's move on. Kind of brush yeah. it under the rug type yeah. of thing. Let's keep, let's keep, like let's business keep, as usual. Yeah. yeah, and I'm just like, that's the, the whole business as usual approach is literally throwing me because it can't be business as usual. But again, it's a microcosm of a bigger issue in the government. The government, just like James has said, they literally are trying to keep everything about, like, let's look at what we're doing. Let's make sure mm. you guys can see what we're doing. This is yeah. incompetence. We have seen incompetence on a global scale and at a national level and you're now telling me that we should just not we should just ignore black lives matter but again like mm. what will change and what will, what will change is we need people in positions of leadership that can actually Absolutely. implement change 
and yeah. we're not getting mm. we're not getting so our foot you, in the door. When you say leadership, do you mean leadership in schools or in government? I mean leadership I at every at every level. But I mean if I say, if I say specifically schools as well as the government, like but the but the thing is the government again they're in control of schools, they control of a lot of these other things. Like we're being kept at like at most um, you know, mid level. And those who manage to break through, it's like, all right, cool, you have to kind of, you know, keep your voice silent, keep your voice suppressed. Yeah. You need to follow this, you need to follow that. And I just feel like the, the kids know that there's a there's a lot more bigger issues going on. They've got they've seen families like gone, they've seen their loved ones gone, not just to this pandemic, the bigger virus, racism, prejudice, like I, I don't know, but and and we're still trying this whole mantra of business as usual, mm. like we're, when we're ignoring the kids' voice, who need to actually mm. contribute towards the business. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So that yeah. okay. So we know leadership in schools haven't followed through the whole Black Lives Matter movement because clearly every single one of us is experiencing the same thing. There's what has changed. I know. Um, so under like my school group. Um, our sister school or partner school, whatever, they're looking at um, how to make the curriculum anti-racist, like in particular. And I know staff have met. Obviously, pardon? I like that. Yeah, so only staff have met with the CEO of the group to kind of discuss, you know, where where are we now and what are we doing next or what's the next thing? But it, it's still all within the talking stages. And at the same time, it's not, it's not all staff members that need to go. So clearly you can kind of see who, who like if people don't show up, you kind of feel like, okay, clearly they don't care. They don't think it's a big yeah. deal. They don't understand how this affects not just us as staff members, but also the children, the, especially the black kids that we teach. And it's, it can be disheartening in that way. And it wasn't, I don't think it was even rolled out to the whole group. It was only rolled out to that particular school. And then I purposely asked about it because I wanted to go. I couldn't go anyway because I had like loads of SCN meetings, but it just, it just goes to show that I feel like there are talks, but if we continue to stay within that talking stage, like, you know, when people are in relationships and they just start talking and it's just, it's just it doesn't go further than talking. Yeah. Like, yeah. What's the point if yeah. it's only going to stay within the talking stage? When and and, and that's, that's, that's my thing. Sorry to cut you off. Um, Kevin. That's the thing. It, it, it comes down to that. It's talking. That's what's happening. Like, if we continue to talk, right, there's never going to be a change, a change. And I'll go back to the first point that we were talking about, in, when the first question you asked when you said, um, you know, is it because we're in a, in a pandemic that we haven't really seen much action or much movement? Um, I wouldn't say so because remember when the whole incident happened with Trayvon Martin, right? Mm -hmm. And there was a whole big Black Lives movement then, right? Mm -hmm. That was a phase as well. For weeks yeah. or maybe a month or so, people were flying the flag. Then it died out. I do feel like black people ourselves need to make bigger contributions. That's, it may be controversial to say that, but I feel that's what we need. That is definitely controversial. James, I'm going to yeah. come for you right now, okay? Yes, Get yes, come for me. me. I'm coming for you, okay? Let me, let me, Just... me rebuttal. Let me explain. Okay, let me... Let me, what I mean by that is, going back to what Zeke said, Zeke said we need some more you know, pe pe uh, black people in leadership positions and all of that stuff. That's fine. What about those black people that are already in leadership positions? Or what about those people who are already in uh, political um, 
positions in the government, both Labour and Conservative, that have a voice that could be doing more. What about them? Because mm. I feel like everybody has a responsibility of some sort. Everybody. And that comes from the ground up to the top, right? It's a chain. Everyone needs to be accountable for something if we want some type of movement or change to happen. So, yes, it's all well and good saying put people of colour in positions. But I feel like I find that people that are, that, you know, do get into those positions are, it's more of a self, selfish act. It's more like I need to get up to that position to cater towards, you know, my family or to cater towards myself or blah, 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 blah. Almost sort of forgetting the fact that there's a bigger picture here. So yeah. I just feel like there should be more done for people, uh, you know, with people who are already in the positions of power that could make a change and can do more. That's, that's what I meant by that statement. Can now, I just, there are, I that the, yeah, go on. The, those people, okay, even in government or whatever, there's always going to be someone higher up than them, right? There's always going, always going to be powers that are higher up than them. So true, even true. if they do talk up and they start standing up and doing things or whatever, you, they might get blacklisted, which is some people, that's a fair for them. They might don't, they don't want to get blackballed or blacklisted or so on. Or yeah. there are powers at the top that will just kind of cut off what they want to do. Let's be totally honest. Yeah, we might have people in the Labour government, don't even talk to me about conservative because um, what you want, you want, um, who's the, what's her, what's her name? What's the woman's Pretty name? Pretty Patel. Pretty Patel. Pretty. You want her fighting for us. You want her to yeah. fight for us. She's deporting us, mate. She's deporting yeah. <laughs> Caribbeans. And she, this is all wrong. Like, yeah. even people who are higher up, who, and this, this is why, sorry to bring this up, but this is why I can't stand the word Bane. Because um, I understand people, that, it resonates with some people, but the people that we do have who are higher up making these decisions, right? They're not doing it to benefit us they're not do, they're not doing it to benefit us mm. and, that's, and that's the problem so even if we i know you're saying that black people should do more but yes mm. there are there's power in numbers we know that but when it comes mm. to making decisions we're not mm. at the top to make those decisions yeah. we're, we're still not the it, stakeholders there's still people above us like there's yeah. still people above us who can mm. say yeah right i'm knocking that out the window that's not happening and I think even with black parents being part of the governing board, they still find yeah. barriers and obstacles in their way. Because a lot of black people I know have now decided to be governing bodies or part of a governing body. And they still are experiencing not backlash necessarily, but their ideas are not really being taken seriously. And it's like, well, mm. what next? And that's the thing. Bianca's right, because mm -hmm. if black lives mattered and, and you know, we didn't have to have certain people in certain positions talking on our behalf. Even things like YBTM wouldn't exist because we're yeah. all on an mm. equal playing field, right? Mm. I don't need to fight mm. for anything else. I don't need to make people aware of what's going on with black students or black teachers or black lives mm. in the UK, black lives in America, because everyone mm. is equal. But clearly, we're not. Mm. Clearly, and if right. black lives right. did matter, mm. sorry, if black lives did matter, would the DfE cut funding for diversity mm. in there the There you industry? go. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good, oh, good, some very good points there. And you know the reason that they're trying to say is, uh, to, to add on to what Kenny said, the reason that they're trying to do that is under the guise that we've come a long way and we don't necessarily need that anymore and we need to funnel funding to, uh, to other places. And it's Such all BS. All BS. All And that's ironic because there was literally a report about racism in the UK and how there's a yeah. lot of disparity, but yet we don't need funding for us to get onto the ladder yes. again. 
Let me be and clear. And then they'll suppress that report. They'll suppress that mm -hmm. report as well. And release at like let, 2 a.m. Let me be clear. We're not going to get any handouts. We're not going to get helping hands from the powers that be already. I'm, I'm going to be clear we're not. But my point is... Well, it's not about that, though. It's not about that, though. Wait, let I, him I land. Wait, like, let I, him land. Wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, let, 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 me, let me land my plane, please. <laughs> my point is this, yeah. If we have... Okay, we've got a, a, a podcast called YBTN, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel a wonderful podcast that is actually making a difference already, right? Imagine if we had a hundred of similar podcasts that talk about the racial disparities and talk about similar social issues that we discuss on our podcast, right? Do you, do you, can you imagine the, the energy, the movement, right? The, the, the traction that will create if we had like just a hundred, right? So what I'm trying to say is we just need to do more wherever we can with the powers that we have already. Mm -hmm. what, we're, what we're very good at Right, is talking the talk. That's all we're good at. We talk, we can Not talk. Not just ask the politicians like Boris talk the talk too for no reason. Uh, uh -huh. Okay. But they, they can talk to the cows come home, bang, bang, top, 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 top. <laughs> right? And nothing is happening. But we, YBTN, are mm -hmm. demonstrating that, yes, we can talk, but we can also try and impact lives and make a difference and make a change by what we're doing currently, right? But Maybe we need some more people or we need more of a community to actually, A, support us or B, start their own, right? That way, there, is, there can be traction that can come out. Yes, leadership, people who are in leadership positions now, whether they're of colour or none or not, we're not going to get help from them. Let's just be clear on that. We're not. But I still feel like we're not doing enough, but we are really giving it away by just talking up the talks. So my thing is this, right? Let us, wherever we can, do more than we're doing now. And that's yeah. a message going across the whole, you know, black community as well as the, uh, the BAME community as well. I just feel we need to do a lot more. Okay. 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 That, Collectively, what have uh, we done so far? Like, can I just ask, what have you all done respectively? Um, to support well, the whole movement and Black History Month and things like that. What have you done in your own schools? I can, I can tell you what I have done. Sorry, okay. I'm embedding Black History and I've been doing that anyway. Yeah. So that's one thing, making students Good. aware that they are seeing themselves in what they are learning, not just mm -hmm. Mendeleev and Dalton, all these white scientists. It's yes. about that. Second of all, even in the school, I'm um, making sure and I'm holding the leadership team accountable to making sure we have not just unconscious, unconscious bias training, but also mm -hmm. what really, what affects us as black staff members in the school that you're not even aware of? How do we change that? It was me and another member of staff that said we need to do the whole anti-racist curriculum. We're the mm -hmm. ones holding leadership team accountable. Yeah. That's what I can say I've personally done. Mm -hmm. That's good. I mean, some people might think that's not enough, but he's that got is, to That's good, but it's, it's the right direction, definitely. Until we open our own school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, what about me? I've contributed to supporting black businesses, mm -hmm. uh, predominantly businesses that have just started, um, due to the fact that, you know, black, it's almost like black businesses are almost seen as mediocre compared to their counterparts. And I really, really hate that. 
Yeah. Because this person is a black owned business, uh, I'm not going to go to that plumber or I'm not going to go to that electrician or I'm not going to go to that um, um, hairdresser. Actually, hairdresser is not so bad because black people, a lot of black hairdressers are quite successful. But in the main, black businesses are seen as, you less know, sec yeah, less than their counterparts. And mm -hmm. I, I can't stand that. So I've been supporting up and coming uh, businesses, uh, just just giving my business to them because I want them to thrive as well. It might take a time, a long time before they reach the, the level of their counterparts. But again, we have to, you know, start somewhere. I myself, I, I've, you know, will be introducing my business once it's, I need to get the clearance from the government. Once that clears, then, you know, I'll start my own, you know, and I would like the support from people as well. Yeah. So that's just, what I, that's just a small thing that I do. You want to keep the money in our community, basically. You want that money to be like regenerated in our community. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. I think it happens in other communities, right? And they make sure that it stays in their community. Why should it be any, any, any different from us? So we, we need to start from somewhere before we can actually see the, the, the impact that that, that that causes. Okay, I hear you. So, can I just ask you guys then, like, kind of moving on a bit, that whole DFE thing, the whole DFE issue that they're cutting funding for diverse leadership, what are your thoughts on it? Like, if we're moving on from the whole Black Lives Matter, and yeah. Absolutely, it's, right. a it's, yeah, it's a microcosm yeah. of like the bigger yeah. issue. The bigger issue is that, like we said, they that we've got we've got doors which are being kept closed avenues to open those doors are being taken away and then it's like you know you only have this it's kind of like giving people hope that you can have something and then the moment that they find that thing you snatch it away yeah. and then it's like well find that find your way there yourself and stop complaining and i just feel like it's it's saddening for me that all we, all we can be amounted to is being used for labor, being used to work for someone, being used to like fulfill somebody else's dream and desire. Mm -hmm. And I guess this is, it's not to say that that's all we're ever going to aspire and aim to be because we're not, but it's like, this is essentially what you think of us. Um, and you don't even, you're not even aware that that's what your actions are showing. That's what your actions are mm -hmm. displaying. And that's the ignorance behind it. That's the ignorance behind the response towards the Black Lives Matter. That's the ignorance behind this decision as well. It's like you're trying to say that you're funneling money towards other mean other things that right now are more significant and more important. But what could be more important than what you've already said? It should take precedence, should take priority in making sure that we equal and level the playing field. There's no level playing field that we can see here. We're taking that away. So I think it's bad. I think, mean, like James said, it's racist. Yeah, absolutely is racist. I mean, it's worrying because in the last few weeks, I've seen so many issues where class teachers have used the N-word in the classroom. Now, if oh. I look at statistics, 85.1% of classroom teachers are white and 92.9% .9 of head teachers are white. So the problem is that we don't have any representation in classrooms and in leadership to be like, no, this is probably like... You mm. cannot be saying this in the classroom. Wait, 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 so if they allow it on, people in your school, um, in, a, in a school local to mine, 
and also I've seen other reports just even across happening. London not even just yeah. I, I know what you're and, talking about and when they're challenged they don't understand what they've done wrong and they just get away with it and the part reason why they are getting away with that is because there's no leadership in place where mm. people can can stand Educate firm them. and say no like that's mm. easy, easy a dismissal or, or anything like that mm-hmm. and then what you then mm. have is children who think okay well how I'm always going to be seen for the rest of my life you know mm. those words really let, do have let meaning. us say let us say white slurs and then see what happens as well um, th- I, was, I was about to say that that if a black child or black member of staff said anything racist about anyone else or any type of comment i'm telling you that's that's dismissal your can you go home but we're gonna disciplinary we're gonna investigate yeah, that absolutely. but if it's a white member of staff that says something racist or derogatory about about a black child or a black member of staff mm-hmm. oh she's very distressed you know i that's didn't not mean it i'm just like mm. and that's a prime example that's another word that's that literally just feeds into the schools of how yeah. black members of staff get harsher punishments than their white counterparts. Absolutely. Black students get harsher punishments than yeah. their white counterparts. Black people get harsher punishments by the um, judicial system compared to their white counterparts. Mm-hmm. It feeds into every area. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can't yeah. stand it. I really can't stand And it. the one way that we could have combated that is to have more people in leadership. And now they're taking that door out, you know, closing taking, that door. Yeah. So now what? Yeah. And even when they do get into leadership, I can't, I can only begin to imagine like being a black head teacher in inner city London, where like Bianca said, 92%, 92.1% or whatever are white. And then you have a black teacher or black head teachers dotted around here and there. And they feel some, some of them, some may feel like the token black person. Yeah. Or some of them may feel Make like- the numbers. I've yeah. definitely felt like that before. I'm telling you, or mm. some may feel like, or even their white counterparts might feel like, okay, We've got a black person here to tick the box. Fine, that's diverse, mm. but we don't. We, we're not. We're not here for none of that. We don't. Yeah. We yeah. don't know what you have to say. You know what, Kemi? You make a good point there, and uh, in, in some ways, um, you have to sort of take black teach uh, head teachers um, with a pinch of salt. And when I, what I mean by that is, a lot of them are put under pressure because of decisions that they have to make that may affect non-black you know non-black kids or non-black staff and things of that nature when i was in um when i worked in at Pru, um two years ago i was part of slt i was the only black male the black person in that whole school right now i was put on under constant pressure i was always under the microscope because i in effect could make decisions that could affect my white counterparts but because I'm the only black person there, you know, I had to take all of that into consideration, which doesn't allow me to actually do my job, you know, without feeling pressure from up above or from my, you know, my, my colleagues. So going back to your point, it's, it's like, even if you get people in leadership now, they're going to be under so much pressure, under constant pressure um, to try and even make it fair for, for you know, decisions that they may even have to make, end up making. So to cut funding, right, for people, black people that can in effect get into leadership position, um, it's, it's not only racist, but it's like, it, I mean, where's the justice? It's, 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 it's so, it's, it's, it's exactly, mm. it's, hor- it's a horrible feeling and it's very demoralizing for any 
you know, either professional, black professional that wants to get into teaching, you know, that they've seen that now and said, oh, what's the point now? What, what, you know, what's the point? I mean, for me, the number one reason why I went into leadership was having seen black females in leadership themselves when I was going through the education system. And seeing that was the modeling that I needed to be like, okay, it's possible for me to get there myself. And even now I see some of my students say, you know, this is what I want to do now. I've seen that it can happen. And to think that at some point we're going to see that dwindling and that suddenly change, because it will ultimately happen where there's less people in leadership all of a sudden. Because let's yeah. face it, they are finding it difficult retaining teachers as it is, you know? So yeah. the one way they can retain it is by making it more diverse and they're doing the opposite of that. You see, this country, one thing I've noticed about England or the UK, whatever, they, oh, we're very diverse and we're tolerant and we're accepting of all these different, you know, welcome and what, no, you're not. Yeah. Because if you were welcoming diversity as much as you say you are, then DFE would not be cutting its funding. When mm -hmm. I was asked by someone in the DFE, what can they do to help the experiences and increase the amount of black teachers in education? I said, do you have anybody in the DFE at the top that is black? They said, no. I said, start with yourself then. Yeah. I make it very clear that you need to start with yourself. You want to help black teachers or whatever, but do you even have anybody that looks like us that understands the... Um, the needs, the needs of, of black teachers and the black students yeah. and so on that's even working for the dfe at a top level no you don't so no. i don't understand how you can try and make a difference when you're not even looking at yourself it's like looking mm. at the man in the mirror type of thing look at yourself first yeah Both what are you doing in your in, in immediate yeah. environment that can that's help say, if you're not willing to do that then you how can't can you start further down the bottom when it's not at the top it doesn't yeah, work I agree. Like that. and i had to yeah. make that very clear but it's like and then the person was like yeah you're right actually and I said, I, I don't know what else I'm to say in this interview, but... But the sad thing is that we have to say that for it to be known. Like, that should just be common sense to know. Mm. But it's not. Yeah. Mm. That's a problem. It's not. Mm -hmm. so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm just, I'm personally over it. And I feel like, like James was saying, like we all already know, the Black Lives Matter movement is dwindling. It was a phase. Not that it was a phase. We know it's still people are still dying from police brutality and so on and but one thing that mm. i will say that i think will kind of keep not the narrative because it's not just the narrative but one thing that i thought that would keep the momentum going if everyone's been watching small acts on bbc yeah. One, like if it's telling the stories of like black um caribbean like black Ca caribbeans in britain their stories their history what they've been through it's a reminder that this has been going on for time we know it's been going on for time and that's why yeah. people can relate to it so much because what happened 30 40 20 50 years ago whatever it's still happening okay. now yeah it, it's still happening now so it, i feel like having small acts there on a like when you're watching it it's just a reminder that not a lot has really changed not as much as they may feel it has so we need to keep the momentum going we need to be passionate we need to be aggressive and when i say aggressive in our approach i mean I'm not saying go and bombard into your head teacher's office and say, oh, John, I'm not saying that. I mean, like, we need to stand firm in our approach saying, okay, this is what we believe in. This is what we're standing for. We want the diversity. We want the inclusion. We want the anti-racist curriculum. We want the representation at every single level so our children feel safe and understood and supported. But we have to keep the pressure on because we can't expect the media or the white people who control the media to keep the pressure on. They can just change the story anytime. Yeah. yeah, we need to keep the pressure on them, like literally, like keep it on their necks. Yeah, 
I agree. That's what I think anyway. Mm. But, um, yeah. That's my stance on that. I mean, does anybody want to add anything else? Did I just do a lot of talking? <laughs> uh, just, I, I just think like what we need to realize is that the position, like James said, and I'm going to kind of summarize that as well. Like we have the ability to affect change, even if we're not given the keys to open the doors in order to affect greater change. It's about kind yes. of what we're doing and the what we're doing right now, and the little steps that we can take that are incremental towards making sure that you know Black Lives Matter doesn't lose its voice, doesn't lose lose its potency. Because I think the issue is that people become numb to the really to the, the effects that they that it's having on Black people because either they're not Black, they've not seen it before, like um, Bianca was saying, and they 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 don't know any different. For them, it's kind of like, well, this is something strange. This is something unusual. This is not something we expect. So they become numb to how it's making the people who are oppressed feel. Um, and because you're in a position of power and you're insulated by your opportunity, your privilege and so on, when other people don't have that and they're denied that, where the people who are the voiceless who are trying to have greater voices and the people who already have voices are so used to having those voices that people who are voiceless, their complaints is kind of like, well, you have a voice, just you know, accept the voice you have. Um, and that's, I think, the, the issue that we need to address because yeah. they don't see it that way. Because it's like, well, in their mind, you have a voice, but we're like, we don't really have a voice. We're just- You have a voice to access. change the least action. Yeah, you have a voice that could actually help us have an equal voice. Our voice is considered less than yours, and yeah. that's what you need to see as a problem. Advocate. Because it's not I their problem, it's kind of like, well, you need to accept. It's like, you know, that's your own issue. Like, you know, what can I do? I can't use anything. Mm. Um, I think that's, that's, that's the issue. So, and yeah. just to kind of add to that, just kind of like round up on that point, it's not that where the people who do have the voices, um, they tend to be white who who are heard. And it's not that we need a white savior, but we need white allies to who understand. Yeah. yeah? yeah. Not looking for a white savior to mm. come and save the black people from the it's just understanding and being on the same page as us and making sure we are heard just as much as you are. That's that's all it really is. So um mm. yeah, well, thank you guys for this discussion. Um and on that note, we will be back again very soon with another episode of YBTN class and session. Thank <laughs> you.